My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And today I am doing another interview on the book Story of the Muses. And I'm I'm so blessed um, that I get to have Del Alday Jones. Am I saying that correct, Del? I always get embarrassed. That's okay. It's close enough. It's it's Del A.D. Jones. A.D. Jones. Okay, so I got to interview Del before when I was doing my podcast, but she and I are, are participants in this book. And so I am just so thrilled because I had the best time with you last time. Thank you. It was fun. I was excited for this second second round of interviews with you. This is great. Yeah, so, so tell me how I, I've seen you've been writing and how, how did you come into this writing? Gosh, that is how I came into this writing because I always thought I was a terrible writer. And um, (laughs) I have have writer's envy when I hear people say, oh, I've always written, like I have, I live to write, I have to write. And I'm like, oh God, that is not me. That is so not me. (laughs) I have have a lot to say, (laughs) but um, writing is a whole other beast. And um, so I found myself here because I needed help. And um, I basically didn't really start writing until a couple of years ago. And um, and I took a couple of different writing classes. Both were amazing. But as we know, this book came out of our work that we've done with Jules Swales in method writing, which, again, um, was just, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was revolutionary because, um I had a story, I knew I had a story, but how to tell the story, as Jules would say, was um, was what I learned in her class. So um, yes, yeah, so that's why that's how I got myself here, and I I still have. Um, it's it's interesting. I think I still have that. What is that word that we use? The um, imposter syndrome. I still feel like I skated in here by mistake. It's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'll be in the room, but you know, somehow I was overlooked. I snuck in when I shouldn't have. So I, I don't believe that. I've I've heard some of your writing and I've seen it, and it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I, I'm really curious. What you know, we're both coaches, and and you know, with Jules, what she's pointing to in the creative genius. I'm really curious how this writing if it has impacted your coaching at all? Um, gosh, that's so interesting. Let me think for a minute. Um, hmm, that's a really, really good question. I think it, it has, um, it's highlighted, because I, I, I don't know if you know, but most of my work is with codependency and narcissistic abuse and you know, as, as somebody that identified as being codependent for most of my life, um, that feelings of insecurity, not being good enough, uh, low self-worth, all of those things um, really, really play out in my in my writing. Um, you know, as far as a coach, I feel incredibly confident about what I do in my coaching. 
um, I have such great results. It's 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 that's that's all well and fine. But as I said, I do notice it's like, oh, hang on a minute. You know, you're teaching codependency and look at you now. You're like really in the depth of wanting to hide um, that sort of, um, you know, fear, um, fear of hurting other people. Um, Not so much these pieces because they're more, um, they're not as literal. But in my other book that I was published in, I tell my story and I had this incredible like shame hangover, I call it, that sort of, oh, my God, what have I done? I've just revealed everything. And who have I hurt by revealing this? And that's all my codependency again, having to sort of put myself second and make sure everybody else in the world is OK. So, I, wow. I yeah, I noticed. So for my own personal growth, um, writing has really, really held my feet to the fire. That's that last sort of, you know, last little remnants of, oh, gosh, this is where it's all still showing up. So. I, I just feel your, um, and I don't know what's the right word, um, like courage or bravery mm-hmm. in your writing. Is that somewhere in there? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yes, because I've had the courage to, to move past my sort of limited personal mind that's got all these stories about why I shouldn't reveal things, why I shouldn't talk about things, or, as I say, the insecure thoughts like, oh, you're not good enough, who are you to share this? You know, so it has taken courage for me to, to, to not sort of indulge that thinking, to, to hear it and to allow it to move through me but to not have it dictate um, how I show up in the world. You know, my, I, for me and the work that I do, um, it's more important that I help people than I indulge my insecurities. That's how I look. Ultimately, it's binary choice. And I can either stay small because I've listened to my insecure mind, or I could be courageous and help people by just showing up and sharing my story and, um, and what I see, how I see the world. And um, I will say one thing. This is what I'm noticing, because as I said, the other book I was in was a um, it was more memoir. And because these pieces were written from like the muse energy, I almost like I have the thing in my head that goes, oh, blame it on the muse. Wasn't you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm really curious. because this book is the, it, you know, the stories from the muses. What did you see as the muses? Like, what were the muses to you? They were, that's a lovely question too. I, um, I used to do a lot of shadow. I used to be a shadow coach years ago. And it is about sort of integrating all the disowned aspects of yourself. And for me, the muses were the, um, you know, parts of the disowned self, you know, especially when we have muses like, like, um, you know, the um, seductive siren whore, you know, I mean, it was like th- that, that permission to write from that place within us. I mean, that's within all of us, it's part of us. And to have, you know, to, to be, have that permission to tap into that. Some of the other ones were easier to tap into as in, not easier, but I suppose more socially acceptable. Like we all, we all know we have a child within us. We all know we have that maternal mother within us. But how many of us can really claim, yep, I got a seductress siren whore in me? Or, you know. <laughs> so, um, so it was fun. It was fun. It was fun to tap into them and to really sort of feel the quality, the difference between 
you know, um, each one of those. As you can, can tell, I, most fun with the sound. <laughs> I was going to ask you, can I ask you where, um, because you're really pointing to, like, you have to feel these energies in your body. Mm, yeah. And it seems to me that you really did feel them. Like, you could really tap into them. And did you have, I'm curious, um, where did you feel the siren, the whore? Where oh. did you feel her? Um, gosh, that's so interesting. It was so long ago. I, I would have to really sort of almost go into a meditation to feel that out again. Um, as I'm just sitting here thinking, probably, if I'm really honest, my 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 groin area, my pelvis, yeah. is that, that's, that's that place. There was, I remember there was other other muses that were literally sort of on the tip of my tongue. Um, yeah, it was really interesting how they do show up, how Jules encourages us to find them in our body. Um, but it was very, you know, once the energy came, it almost in, the whole body became that. So it wasn't mm -hmm. so much just a tiny part of my body. I was it. I was fully 100% it. So... Oh wow, you're I you know, Del, you're you're speaking it and I can feel the energy coming out of you. And did you see that the energy gave you words? Uh, oh yeah. As I said, it was almost like it was it was almost easier because like I said, it was like I could almost like blame it on the muse. It wasn't me. I didn't say that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I and did you have a muse that you loved? Um you know I was re I was rereading my pieces this morning actually and um I would have to say there was you know I, I mean there's some really poignant um even though I was writing from the muse there was that you know I was I was telling story I was telling parts of my life and for sure the sort of what I call the death of the virgin, the, well, the piece is called easy prey, but it's basically when I lost my virginity and it wasn't something that was voluntary. So that was very painful. And, you know, rereading it this morning, it was like, I could feel the um, emotion again, but it was interesting because it wasn't, um, I can't even put it into words so much. I could feel the emotion of the virgin rather than even mine, but I, but I, I teared up for her. Didn't feel oh, wow. me anymore. It was an interesting, and I had the same experience with the child, the child muse. I, again, I just, I read it and I had, had so much compassion for this young child that, that wrote this piece. Well, say more about that. I, I, I can feel what you're saying and it is touching me. Mm-hmm. Can you say more about that? Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. I think I often look back at my, my life and I'm so removed from it in the sense that they're just stories now. They don't really, um, I don't sort of, when I reflect back on certain events in my life or my childhood, or like I say, the, you know, the, the losing my virginity, not, not willingly. Um, I, 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 when I reflect on those, I don't, um, I don't get an emotional reaction. It's just, yeah, these are stories from my past. They're, you know, yeah, that happened, that happened. But somehow when I read the piece, I just got flooded with emotion. It was, it was like it, it, um, it, it ignited something in me. Mm -hmm. It was, it was very interesting. 
You know, it's really interesting what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is appropriate. Is there's a reverence for what happened yeah. and how you wrote about it. Like there was a, I don't even know what I'm saying, but that's the energy that I'm feeling from you is a reverence of it, of all of it. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful word. And I think that's actually very true. There was more, I was, I was, I was more deeply connected to those events than I have been in years because they just, you know, I wasn't, um, I'm more in a healthy way detached, not in a, not in a cold way, but just I said, oh yeah, that, you know, I'm, I'm not stuck in that, that feeling or that pain anymore. I've moved on. I'm, I'm fine. And it's all true, but something about reading the pieces again, um, and I think it does have to do with the fact that it wasn't me necessarily that was writing them. It was the energy of the child that was coming through. So I did. I had more, more compassion and more love than yeah. maybe I experienced I mean, in a while. And it's, it, um, it also, the feeling I have is, because um, you said it earlier, you used to do the shadow work. Mm. It's like all parts got um, brought to the table. These are my words, so sorry. That all parts got to the table and held. Yeah. Rather than just dissociation, like the energy was felt and experienced through you. And in it was a liberation of it. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is you're saying that, because that's so true for me, for the child piece I, I wrote and for the, um, and for the virgin piece I wrote, for the seductress Saren Hall, I definitely felt I was channeling my mother. <laughs> it was like she was coming out full force. And it, I just felt her energy coming through me. Wow. I was writing that. And then with the other piece, which was the um, the crone um, hag witch piece I did, was definitely um, that felt very much ancestral. It felt like this you know, generations coming through me for that. What, what I feel is that, um, I don't know which one of the, the muses it is, is that you're a liberator of the energy. Mm. Like I think about the whore, the, that, that energy in women mm. has been so stamped down. Mm-hmm. Like we can't be the passionate energy that we are. But when you're writing and talking about it, I'm feeling this liberation of what gets to come into life the full expression of it yeah yeah it's true it is it is embracing it all no no judgment you know it's all different aspects of us all so yeah it it was it was a beautiful process I definitely definitely enjoyed I mean there's many levels we've worked with Jules on but this was one of my favorites for sure there was there was a liberation in it that's a that's really how it felt did it impact your writing afterwards um Yes, yes, definitely. Again, um, less up here, less less writing from my personal thinking, more from an energetic. What's what wants to come through? Oh I God! Tapping into creative genius, but it was it was almost like you know, creative genius and and the muse were hand in hand, just you know, going for it. So, um, yeah. There seems to be. Um when you're speaking so much more freedom in who you get to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that true? 
100%. And, and again, going back to that shadow work that I used to do, um, I was, you know, I, I studied with a woman called Debbie Ford, and she used to say that we're, we're born into these mansions, you know, with all these rooms, and these rooms, there's like the doorway that says, you know, bitch on it, or, or greedy, or angry, or jealous, or loving, or kind, and we've got all these rooms in this mansion, but society has us sort of shut off certain rooms like, oh, can't go in the angry room, <laughs> you know, can't go in the greedy room, can't go in the jealous room. And she says, before we know it, we're living in these like two bedroom semi-detached houses, like living a very... We're <laughs> <laughs> living in trailer parks. Yeah, exactly. No, hang on a minute. I'm in a trailer here. So. <laughs> I, I don't think that that looks like one. <laughs> but, um, but I'm just joking. But um, it's... But when I started doing her work, and I started doing her work in 2005, it was so liberating. It was so liberating to say, yeah, I'm jealous, and I can be an angry bitch, and I can be, you know, and, and just to own it, to own it, that suppressing and denying all these parts of ourselves, it's, it's, it's well, as, as well as confining, you're just shutting down so much energy and and it did feel that way with the muses. It's like, it's like, um, get out the way. I'm writing today. <laughs> you know, we don't need your insecure sort of, you know, self-limiting thinking. It's, it's coming through whether you like it or not. And it, it was, it was liberating. It was like, um, hell yes, I am all of this and more. So. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When you just said that, Del, I want to cry. Mm-hmm. Because we so limit ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Self-judgment, the shoulds, the shame, the suppressing, the trying to be something for somebody else. And you know, it is, it's 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 when we truly, truly own all the aspects of ourselves, we we just show up so differently. We show up with with compassion and generosity, because we've we've practiced that with ourselves first. We're not judging mm-hmm. ourselves. We're just accepting ourselves, and that can't help but flow out to everybody else around us. It's the it's the most important work in the world, I think, is to is to truly just own that we all have. Another thing that Debbie used to say is that you know we we're all born with the capacity to be a Mother Teresa and a Hitler. We all, we have everything within us. And some of us act out more as Mother Teresa and some act more like Hitler. But but the thing is, we are all created with the capacity to feel and be anything, just pure potential. Well, it sounds like in your writing that it it became more 3D. Like you really got to feel it all and like it became, the feeling I have is like snakes coming through you Mm -hmm. and showing them and then turning into something else. Mm -hmm. I love that. Love that image. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm trying to say metamorphosis. Yeah, I said it right. I was like, my brain was going, oh, you're going to screw this one up. (laughs) But it it was, it is, it's, uh, and that is the beauty of, when I first started doing Jules's classes, there was a part of me that was like, "What rules? We have exercises to do. Is is, is this is this creative writing?" 
But it's amazing that sometimes when we have a container, how it's almost like a safety to really explore, you know, like I was, I used to be a painter and sometimes there is that sort of giant blank canvas. It's like, where do I begin? But sometimes if you, if you have, even if you just put that brush stroke across and go, okay, that's the first stroke. Where do I go from here? There's something to then build on. And I, I think that, um, Without a doubt, I mean, I've, I've, I think my writing has improved incredibly because of of Jules's classes. Um, learning those, the fundamentals of of um, method writing were were just life changing. I think, and gave me a lot oh. of confidence as well. What you're what you're pointing to, I think, is the tightrope between the is is in our world where three principles people the the. Um, the tightrope between the form and the formless. Mm-hmm. And there's a small form that we play in, but it's the door to the kingdom of the formless. Is that? Mm, that's beautifully put. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But that safety allows us and anchors us to let everything come through because it's got a safe container. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's, it is amazing when we know we're safe. How 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 we play full out, you know? Mm. We can't be hurt. We can't be damaged. We can't do anything wrong. Just there's well. something that you just said mm. in playing full out, and I could feel it in the way you said it that you understand it. And mm. what does that mean? Because it seems to me like you played full out through these muses. Um. Yeah, and again, I think you know, th- th- like I was saying, there's still parts of me that can be sort of a little sort of insecure and codependent, and 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 nervous and anxious about you know the perfectionism and the and the wanting it to be right or good or anything like that. And that's again, it's all coming from here when it's when my little personal mind thinks it's all down to me. <laughs> but as I say, when I when you really really tap into that, no, that's it's it's not down to me. In fact. When I come from that place, it's so limited. But when I really just open up to what we call creative energy flowing through me, but even more so, it's like the muses to me, it's almost like, you know, when you have that that sort of chest as a child with all the the, the dress-up costumes in it and, and you, you know, you, you get to play dress-up. And for me, oh. it was like, it was like I get to play with my full out, you know, you know, seductress siren or energy today. I'm going to play that, you know, I'm going to put the hooker suit on and I'm just going to play, you know, but, um, or, or the child or, or any of them. But it was for me, it was like, it was like immersing myself into that, that, that energy and, and allowing that just to play and have fun. That's, oh I think, God. yeah. I can just feel it. And I think about, like, I look around in life and, and, and I think that that's what people are missing is just playing with it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like letting it come through. Cause I can feel you talking and I just want to go out and like, I'm like, how do I get some of this? You know, and it's in me, but how, like, I can feel you're like, 
oh, all out, baby, we're doing this. Mm. And, you know, it is, it's the principles. It really is. I, it's that, I, I often think of, you know, it's like a trapeze act, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, now, can you imagine being up on a trapeze and you're swinging and you're grabbing somebody's hands and you're letting go of your thing and hoping somebody's going to catch you and all of that, you know, and you're a hundred feet up. Now, when you know that you have a safety net, that you want, even if you slip, you don't catch their hand, you fall, you're not going to hit the ground, you're going to hit the net. And that is the, the three principles understanding for me is no, it's the net, it's the safety net. I can, you know, go for those, you know, trapeze moves that I would never have done before because I know I cannot fail. I can, I can slip and I can fall, but I'm caught. And it's not devastating. It's not life threatening. I lived my life the first 50 years of my life um, you know, um, terrified of, of, of slipping and falling, terrified of making a fool of myself, terrified of judgment, terrified of, you know, terrified of everything. And it's so incredible when you, when you finally realize there's nothing to fear. There really isn't, you know, there is a tribe out there that's coming for me if, I, if I'm not perfect. And um, so, yeah, I, I, show up to life very differently. I have two images in my head. One is, I, I, I think I'm going to live to at least 100 because of my, my parents and my, everybody in my family did. So I figure I'm going to be around another 40, almost 40 years. I'm 63 now. And I, but I, the way I was living my life before, I would have like crawled into that grave going, God, I made it here safely. <laughs> Aren't I lucky? 100 years on the planet playing safe and I got here safely. And then I have this other image of myself now, which is like I like skid into that grave, like a hundred miles an hour, going, "Ooh, that was a hell of a ride!" And I <sighs> lived life, I experienced life, and I'm happy to now transition. But um, it's yeah, that's the energy for me. Oh my god, I feel it, and and. It's like you're seizing it. Like, look what you've done. You you just heard another book. You've just published more stories in this book. Like, you're unstoppable. I know that you're writing. Yeah. And that you're finishing your other book. I've I've got two more coming out. One one is going to be um, part memoir, and it's part also based on my um, six week program I do called uh, Spiritual Solution to Codependency and Narcissistic Abuse. But the other one that's really wanting to come through too. Uh, working title is um, looking for love in all the wrong places. Oh, no, sorry, not looking for love. Sorry, looking for God in all the wrong places. Oh, wow. It's the story of a fatherless daughter and that, you know, I felt that I was looking for my father all my life in my relationships because I grew up without a father. And really, I was looking for God. I was looking mm -hmm. for the safety from spirit, not from a man. And it took me years to see that. Mm. And so that's another book that wants to come in because I, like I said, I think most of my issues around codependency was directly due to having a father that lived a couple of miles down the road who never acknowledged me. And that feeling of I'm not worthy to be even seen, heard, loved, looked after, owned, claimed, whatever those words were as a small child, it was all you know, um, I'm not good enough. I, if I had been better, he would have chosen to love me. Now, as an adult, 
sensible adult, <laughs> I can see that that's not true. But I carried that story with me for years. I am unworthy. I am unlovable. So if I can help other people by, you know, sharing, sharing my journey mm -hmm. and what I've seen now and, you know. All I know is whoever gets to work with you and finds your stuff is they're very blessed. Oh, you're so sweet. Very blessed. I We are coming to the end. How do people find you? It will all be linked in the bio, but how do people find you? One is they can find by the book, Stories from the Muses. It's on Amazon. And please go look. Please review it. Where else, Del? Uh, uh, deladyjones.com. You'll find my um, uh, website. You'll find there's actually a free PDF copy of the chapter I wrote for the other book I wrote, which tells you my whole life story and and how coming across the principles um, really changed my life beyond anything I could ever imagine. So it's all there and YouTube and Facebook and all the other places <laughs> we're all at. So. Thank you. So much. I always, I adore speaking with you. Oh, I always get something so much out of it. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. That was lovely.